Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 14.8 says, The wisdom of a prudent person is to understand his road, but the foolishness of fools is deceit. To start with, we can see that the structure of the proverb is antithetic parallelism, where the first and the second line are being contrasted against each other. Two different types of individuals are the focus here, the prudent person and the fool along with a corresponding consequence that results from each type of individual. First, the wisdom of a prudent person is in reference to having knowledge and understanding. Wisdom entails the acquisition of knowledge and understanding, but not just any general knowledge and understanding. Remember, in the book of Proverbs, wisdom must always be understood with reference to knowing how to live in a proper relationship with Yahweh God and in obedience to his commandments. And this also includes adopting a way of life that is according to Yahweh's intended design and for the purpose of human flourishing. This is referred to as living with the fear of Yahweh. The prudent person is someone who is not only likely experienced, but more importantly, being prudent means being shrewd or clever. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word translated prudent It means crafty, and it's used in a negative connotation. But that is not the way the word is used most of the time in the book of Proverbs. Being prudent means having foresight, self-awareness, and discernment. The prudent person is observant and properly cautious. They don't rush into things or make hasty decisions. They use reason and deliberate about something before taking action. And that is exactly the consequence that is pointed out in the first line of the proverb. The wisdom of the prudent person results in them seeking to understand their road. They assess themselves and their situation in order to understand where it leads, that is, their road. But in the book of Proverbs, the Hebrew word translated road is used metaphorically to refer to a person's path in life, the trajectory thereon. It encompasses their entire way of life, including all their thoughts, desires, and habits. Thus, having wisdom means taking a look at your life and evaluating what is going on and what will happen if you continue down the current way of doing things. For example, this could include anything from assessing how you spend your time, who you choose to spend time with, how well you treat others, what ways you communicate, your attitude at work, your spending habits, what you want to achieve in life, what is most important to you, and so on and so forth. In essence, there is no aspect of life that a prudent person would not be willing to re-examine in order to understand his road. If we recall that to be prudent means to be shrewd or clever, What is more clever than being able to see what is going to happen down the line given a certain set of circumstances? I mean, to be able to avoid experiencing certain painful consequences that results in suffering some sort of loss sounds pretty clever to me. Let's face it, a prudent person uses wisdom to outsmart future consequences 
by addressing the root issue and adjusting their life accordingly. A helpful way to think about it might be to imagine your life as a house that you're building slowly year after year. How you lay the foundation and erect the structural beams will affect the stability and architecture of the house. In talking about construction, I'm reminded of a recent event in my life when one of my friends and I were laying down hardwood floors in a bedroom in my house. We had finished about three rows when my friend said, wait a minute. I looked up at him puzzled and said, what's wrong? Why are we stopping? He took out his tape measure and made a few measurements and with a furled brow and a mysterious hmm, he then said, we're going to have to shift the planks about six inches or else every fifth row will come up about one inch short away from the wall. And we would then have to put a little piece on the end and that won't look good at all. So yes, we pulled up those three rows, trimmed a couple of pieces so that the seams were offset by another six inches and we started again. Thankfully, because my friend was thinking ahead and evaluating where we would end up if we continued in our current course of work, we avoided having several unsightly end pieces in my new floor or the unfortunate decision that we would possibly have to make when we were almost done to pull it all up and start all over. That would have been a huge waste of time and not to mention the potential damage that could happen to all the wood planks in the process. I'm using this incident as, as simply as an analogy of starting a project and realizing something is wrong at the beginning rather than just continuing on and finding out that things won't work in the end. But this principle is exactly what being prudent is like in real life. It is stopping and thinking about what road we are on and where it is going. This applies to any category in life. The wisdom of the prudent person thinks about what will happen if they talk behind people's backs, or what will happen if they mock their friends when they disagree with them, or what will happen if they don't take their job seriously, or what will happen if they only pray or read scripture when they're in trouble and need God's help. I bet you can see where I'm going with this. Living with wisdom means not letting things go on any longer than they should because you've examined yourself or your situation and you understand the road you are on that is the outcome to which it leads. Nevertheless, the foresight that wisdom brings is not exhaustive. There are limits to how much self-examination we can do and how aware we can be about circumstances and their consequences ahead of time. The goal of the book of Proverbs is not perfectionism, but the development of wise and godly character. What this means is that a prudent person builds in their life the habit of thinking ahead and being shrewd and clever about their choices so that they choose the best road in life, one that leads to a deeper and more trusting relationship with Yahweh, the source of all life. Now, Concerning the second line in the proverb, the tone shifts and a contrast is made between the prudent person and the foolishness of fools. This phrase might seem like it's redundant, like it's saying the might of the mighty or the skill of the skillful. But perhaps the best correlation might be the righteousness of the righteous or the wisdom of the wise, where the focus is on the characteristic 
displayed by the individual. That is, the wise exhibit wisdom in their life, and the righteous exhibit righteousness, that is, righteous conduct in their life. And thus, similarly, the fool exhibits foolishness. It's just what fools do. Moreover, the second line identifies the foolishness as being deceit. Now, the proverb doesn't convey what sort of deceit is in view here, but given the parallelism with the first line, where the wisdom of the prudent person benefits themselves by self-awareness and foresight, presumably the foolishness of fools is meant to be understood as harmful to themselves as well, which would be self-deceit rather than the deceit of others. Well, this is probably the best way to understand the Hebrew poetry in the proverb. It does not exclude the subsequent deception of others by the fool as well. In his book, Deceit and Self-Deception, Fooling Yourself the Better to Fool Others, Robert Trivers synthesizes decades of research about the psychology behind self-deception and deceit. The conclusion of his research is that we humans are prone to deceive ourselves in order to better deceive others and thereby reap the advantages of our deception. What Trivers is saying is that people have a tendency to want to believe a lie in order to be more convincing in their deception of others so that they can get what they want. But this is not something that people consciously do. The insidious nature of self-deception is that we are largely unaware that we are in fact beguiled by the trickery of our own falsehood. The real danger in self-deception is our obliviousness to our own desire to exploit others or bend circumstances and even memories to suit our own advantage. While assumedly ignorant of our subconscious scheming to victimize others, we inadvertently are victimizing ourselves in the process. Granted, we all probably struggle at one time or another with this issue. The difference is that a fool has no conception that the struggle even exists, and they will actively pursue the deception as though it is real and wholeheartedly affirm their belief in its reality. And worse yet, they are not even able to perceive the difference and to consider their own heart and what lies they are telling themselves. In order to illustrate this proverb, I want to tell you about a man named Sergei Anatolovich Torop. Torop was born in 1961 in Russia. After high school, at age 18, he enlisted in the Russian Red Army and became a sergeant. After being discharged from the Red Army, he worked in a factory for three years as a metal worker before transitioning to be a patrol officer in 1984. However, after five years of faithful service with the town police and earning nine commendations, he was fired in 1989 on account that his position was redundant. The following year, at age 29, Torope claims to have had an experience, an awakening as the Soviet regime was collapsing. He claims that he received a revelation from God that he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Torope publicly announced this revelation in 1991 and he founded the Church of the Last Testament with its head church in Petropavlaka, which means Abode of Dawn, which is a remote settlement in the mountains of central Siberia. He also assumed the name Visarion, which means he who gives new life in Russian. 
For the following three decades, Torop held weekly meetings in his church in Petropavlaka, where he speaks about reincarnation, veganism, harmonious human relationships, and predictions about the end of the world. Torop's teachings had been recorded and compiled by personal aides into what is known as the Last Testament, currently consisting of 23 gold-embossed tomes. Torop lives above the village and descends from his place of residence called the Heavenly Abode every week on Sundays to speak to and answer questions from his followers, who are referred to as Viserionites. Over the course of the three decades of the Last Testament church, Torop has amassed a large following. Over 4,000 followers live in the town of Petropavlaka and many more in villages that are within an hour or two drive along the Kazir River. It is estimated that Torop also has an additional 6,000 followers or more throughout Russia and internationally. But in 2020, at age 59, helicopters suddenly showed up at Petropavlaka and abducted Torop and two personal aides, and then vanished as quickly as they had come. The authorities were the Russian Investigative Committee, who had been growing suspicious about Torop's religious activities and his growing influence, and imprisoned him and his assistants 1,000 miles away on charges of creating a religious group whose activities may impose violence on citizens. Another report said that the Russian investigative committee was going to charge them with organizing an illegal religious organization, alleging that the cult extorted money from followers and subjected them to emotional abuse. Regardless of the particular charges, Torop and his associates have been in prison for almost two years without any criminal indictment and no scheduled trial. Even with their leader gone, the followers of the Church of the Last Testament still follow Torop's teachings and even claim that they commune with him in prison each night at 10.05 p.m., where they perform a ritual they call sliania, which means an integration or blending. In the ritual, Torop's followers direct their thoughts and questions to him for 15 minutes, and then he responds and addresses them in his thoughts. If all of this sounds pretty bizarre, it is, and it isn't at the same time. Torop is one of many individuals recognized around the world as claiming to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. There are at least seven other notorious individuals in Tokyo, Africa, Brazil, and elsewhere who make similar claims and have large followings. While the deception of Torop and these other false messiahs is on a grand scale, and a majority of people will likely not fall prey to their deception, there are other, more subtle deceptions from fools all around us, in our culture and our communities, that we might be more susceptible to believe. Nevertheless, the more important issue that the proverb is addressing is that a fool is unaware of what is really going on inside them, and therefore does not understand their road. This leads to their own deception, and in turn, the deception of others. Self-deception can include normal, everyday life issues, like rationalizing why we sometimes resist meeting deadlines at work when we otherwise could or why we choose not to call people back or respond promptly even when we're able, or why we hesitate to financially support the church when we know we should and we have the means to do so. We live in a fallen and broken world. 
And the pressure is for us to be self-focused and primarily concerned with our own desires, success, and happiness. The fool is one who walks through life unaware that this is the natural tendency of their heart and mind, and thus is prone to falling into self-deceit, convinced that what they are doing is actually right. The fool is both the victim and the victimizer as they allow themselves to be deceived, and in their own self-deception, they then lead others astray into deceit, and as a consequence, both will suffer harm and destruction because of their foolishness. But the prudent person probes beneath appearances and surface comprehension to truly understand their road and what is the end destination if they continue down it. They examine carefully their heart and way of life to see if it reflects the righteousness and godliness that comes from living with the fear of Yahweh. Let's be prudent and seek to understand our road so that we will not be deceived by ourselves or by a fool. This is the wisdom of the proverb. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.